Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. This is Perry Groves. Yeah, Perry was with me today. He's back on Thursday as well. We had a good show. It flew by today and uh, we were joined by Ray Bradshaw, comedian. Um, he was seeing if uh, Perry was his um, doppelganger. I was going to play uh, Ginga Ganga, but that doesn't really work, <laughs> is it, Ginga Ganga? But uh, it was like looking in a mirror. Yeah. 30 years ago, no, 20 years ago. 20 years ago, yeah. yeah. So Ray told us about that. Chris McCausland, another funny man, uh, joined us uh, for a bit of a Liverpool chat. He'd been looking to settle a score with Perry, as you're here. Um, we were joined also by the guys from the Football Clichés podcast. They were on form. And Brian Horton joined us on a far more serious matter, the former Port Vale uh, and Brighton manager. So, uh, and we had a chat, talked a bit of football last night, etc. Here it all is. It's always a joy for an Arsenal supporting ex-Arsenal player to to talk up Spurs or not. I mean, you may see you may see chinks in the armour. I no, don't know, a, Perry. It's a tough watch at the minute, to be mm. fair, because <laughs> one we talked about Postecoglou. Mm. I don't want to like him. Yeah, but I do. do well, I mean? say um, uh, Jacob Hawley, our old mate, who's comedian and Arsenal fan, he's starting the Ange for England campaign. That's the way the Arsenal fans are getting round it, apparently. <laughs> yeah, right, just to get him out of there. He'd be a perfect England manager yeah. after Gareth. Well, yeah. front foot football, exactly. Exciting. <laughs> yeah. Putting the finishes on, like, yeah. early. So, um, and what's it like as a Spurs fan, mm. actually going to the games yeah. and feeling optimistic yeah. and feeling happy and talking to your fellow Spurs fans in a positive that must be a weird yeah it's been a while from, from about four years wasn't it from yeah. Conte and Mourinho looking forward to matches you know we went out to eat before the game we're all looking forward to going to the matches the atmosphere is much nicer among the fans on the concourses not everybody's feels like they're going to the dentist it feels like it's actually a pleasurable experience that you've paid for and you know it's, it, it, it got a little bit hairy at times just a couple of times it was interesting I was looking at reports saying very comfortable for Spurs when is your team you never feel that comfortable and Fulham had a couple of chances because and Postacoglu was right Tottenham weren't quite at it as much in the second half and gave them opportunities but overall they did well but I mean they were, they were helped by old Calvin Bassey who's a fine player but a bit of a torrid as they say it was these a, it's diamonds to, weren't forever were they well, to, to be fair it's to tough to come straight in on the wrong side of where you normally play to pick up the pace of the Premier League he's, he's barely played is he I think it was his First game, yeah, like full game, and he's left footed playing on the right side of two centre halves. Mm. <clears throat> if you're going to do that, put Tim Ream, who's more experienced, on that side, and yeah. put Calvin Batsy on his natural side, yeah. or put Paulinia as a centre half, who's six foot three. You know that he can he can tackle, he can bring the <laughs> yeah. ball out from the back. And I thought you actually did really well because you want to close down, but you closed down with a purpose where yeah. it was you just shepherded Fulham onto that right hand side. And it's the definite insanity. If you keep doing the same thing over and over again, expecting something a different outcome, that yeah. was 
Calvin Bassey and it was because you were so far pushed up the pitch that you knew it was going to happen mm. and you said there about Fulham I thought Fulham had some good opportunities in yeah. the final third there's a couple of times Dick Dover reads touch let him down a little bit Harry Wilson had a great chance didn't he with about 15 minutes to yeah, go yeah again, again good defend exactly defend yeah. to get back and block but him. if he gets his shot away quicker yeah but you were just far better and had a far better technique mm. in your own defensive third yeah. and in their attacking third and if you look at like Madison, who's playing like the best player in the playground, basically, and he's yeah. just like like floating around. Udogi has taken on the sort of Zinchenko come Grant Zaka role, where he's an upper inside left. You must be mm. thinking, hold on, I mean, we got a, a well. We had at one point he was he was almost playing right wing, yeah. and then we see him swap across, and then but you, Madison has gone back to cover that position. They are pretty fluid, fluid. at the moment, and yeah. it's Son and Madison. Both, they're, they're two main men. Mm. They've, they've both act flourished yeah. know, with Harry Kane going. Obviously, Madison being the playmaker and Son playing more central. Romero has been amazing this season. He had a great game last night. And he's uh, uh, the, the, the sort of nadir of the, the worst of Christian Romero was against uh, Milan last year when he went flying in and got sent off. And I think that ex- extra responsibility of being one of the vice captains, that realisation is you can't achieve anything if you're not on the pitch and being, you know, being a hard man doesn't really get you that far apart from probably a red card has changed him completely he's just so focused I mean he got a little bit involved now and again you see it flare up he got a little bit involved in something last I think it was just after the Jimenez chance which there should have been a foul on Kulisevsky Anthony Taylor wasn't watching just watched the game after he was taken out Jimenez could have scored and uh, Vicario saved it just after that he was clearly annoyed and he he took a lump out of someone they squared up but He's, he's just matured so much and has been brilliant alongside uh, Van der Ven. Ven. The, the thing is, if either of those, those guys get injured, it is a very thin squad. Um, and you understand that because they're only playing once a week currently. They're not in anything else till the FA Cup comes along. They will need to build that squad. But as I said, it's uh, you know no one's getting carried away. No one's saying, oh, they're going to win the league. Because I say mainly because of that squad. But it's just very enjoyable. Just enjoy the ride, I think. That's yeah, I think with Romero, I think that Van der Ven has calmed him down and Vicario yeah. um, has probably been a better goalkeeper than what you oh, thought yeah, he yeah, was yeah. going to be because he looks very calm so those that triumph, those three look mm. very stable don't they and Romero knows as well that if he's going to close down and follow the centre forward all the way in which your two centre halves do if he does make a bit of a mistake Van der Ven's that quick that he's in a cover for him yeah. so that gives you that uh, little bit of security you've got Benton Kerr to come back obviously Basuma <clears> didn't play last night Hoiberg did okay yeah. but he's yellow card which was always a nap and it you think if someone's going to get booked it's going to be Hoiberg yeah but then he's involved obviously for uh, Madison's goal where he's the one who goes and closes down and his pass is yeah it's an excellent pass exactly yeah, yeah. It's like all weighted so if, if you'd have said to Spurs fans look begin the season because I was worried that Postacoglu if you gave him enough time that he would get your club sorted out mm. because you see his, his track record from Japan and obviously in Australia and going to Celtic that he always improves teams it's quite measurably and now uh, if you'd have said you'll be challenging for a Champions League position yeah you'd have snapped your hands oh yeah absolutely I was thinking 6th, 7th, 8th would be decent progress or well Six, you know, six top yeah, six would have been great Europe, progress exactly. under a new coach. You never know what it's going to be like. Um, I heard um, Ali and, and Andy Townsend talking about Richarlison earlier on today, and it, looking at him and Jimenez, both guys that have scored goals in the Premier League who just can't buy a goal at the moment. Um, and in that in that moment, you expect him to score, but but he doesn't. Uh, Jimenez, 
And Richarlison had two chances that really should put on target. Well, it's interesting because the second one, not, they've not really shown it on the highlights, ball's fired in from the sort of right channel. And he's, I think it was from Madison, but he's got a touch if he wants one. The defender's not that close. And you think when your confidence isn't up, you will have a touch. And I think he had time to have a touch, sort of faint, and put it in the corner. But he chose to it first time. He's leaning back, he's off balance, and he sticks it over the bar. And... No, I mean, I thought his contribution last night was good. I thought he worked really hard. He got up and down. He defended. And he put in a real shift for the team, which is why he got... A, but in, in front of goal, you can just see that lack of confidence. Yeah. You must have played with strikers. You've been me. the supply line for strikers in the past. Oh, me? Oh, well, you had the same no, thing. No, it's because you're not... He's not a natural finisher, what you say, a natural finisher, where you, you can calm yourself down. You know, even see Harry Kane, when he's getting in positions, if he yeah. missed, his mentality would be... Oh, I'll get another chance and I know I'm going to stick it away yeah. and I'm going to bury it and I'll just have that little bit of calmness. Richarlison isn't a natural centre-forward. No, he, he, mm. he suits you perfectly playing on the left of the three yeah. because he will close down and he will track back and he will put that effort in. But then what you do, you, you get tense and you snatch at stuff. Yeah. And so you, your brain is going as quickly as what it is when you're closing down, you know what I mean, and trying to track back. And I think that he will come... I, I think that... Postacoglu will stick with him hmm. and I think he will get you between 8 and 10 goals right. from now to the end of the season if he does that then that's a big contribution because yeah. of everything else you said everything else that he gives you hmm. then he'll, he'll make goals by being the one who closes down and makes the defender make a mistake and it might go to Madison it might go to Son do you know what I mean it might hmm. go to Bentica and they finish it so I actually think that um, he's only going to improve but I, I feel he's but when he skied it I looked at him and thought that's exactly what I don't know. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Now, um, one thing we know about you, Perry, um, is you are a proudly ginger. Yes. You're people, a... people say to me, because obviously I've gone bald, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, I've gone <clears throat> bald. They say, oh, didn't you used to be ginger? Right. Yeah, no, no, you can't used to be ginger. You're ginger for life. There <laughs> might are. be certain parts uh, that... Ginger till I die. Yeah, they might go different... Uh, Tinge of ginger, yeah. or it might go a bit grey, but well, the beard's going a bit grey, but the moustache is that we can still see the copper. Yeah, we can see a bit of copper in yeah. there. Now, the reason I bring this up is that uh, occasional guests on the show, partly Thistle supporting uh, comedian Ray Bradshaw, is looking for his doppel ginger, and we wondered if it could be you. Uh, we've sent a picture. Yeah, I think I had a little tint up on my beard. Yeah, I think I could be the doppelganger. Okay, I? let's find out. Uh, good afternoon, Ray. How you doing, Ray? Hello, yeah, Ray. Well, not too bad. So you've had a look. Um, look, we'll go into why you're doing this, but you've had a quick look at Perry. As I said, in his pomp, I think he, he would have gone toe-to-toe with you. But he'll admit, um, advancing years have seen some of the uh, the hair go a different colour. But what do you think overall? How, how close is he to the criteria you're looking for? Yeah, pretty good. I feel like I'm looking into my future. I quite like it. <laughs> uh, it's a nice in touch, a good way so... or not? In a good way, I hope. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he's... What did you, Perry, 50 what? What are you? 58. Oh, it's not yeah, bad, mate, you'd, yeah. You'd, you'd be like the fourth oldest person in Scotland at that time. So, yeah, it's a nice, wee, it's a nice future for me. I'll happily take that. So, yeah. do you look at that like as a, a future game of Guess Who? Yeah. Remember when you just flick yeah. down, has he got a beard? Yeah. Has he got a tash? Has he got ginger? You go, all right, nice. that's all them gone. And there's only four yeah. left, isn't there? Well, that, this is the thing. So, I've started a thing. So, I'm trying to find all these bald gingers, and mm. people are sending me their pictures. And genuinely, I feel like most of my pictures today have just been looking at my own thumb. With a little bit of felt tip pen on it, that's what everyone seems to look like. So it's a nice, it's a nice kind of vibe. But I like, hey, I like your rallying cry 
just as uh, I came on there saying you're ginger for life. Yeah. It does feel that way though, doesn't it? Because I, I went bald, what, 23, 24? Mm. Is that when you decided? You know, when you think, do you know what? It's getting a little... Because I can tell other gingers. Yeah. Right? So Ed Sheeran, yeah. by the way, he's going to be in our club. In right. about, <laughs> mind you, he might be able to go and just have a proper head done with he hair, might have mightn't a he? weave. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But he's going to be in our club in about 10 years' time because you can tell that the ginger texture of hair is a lot, lot thinner, isn't it? And, it's, and you know it's coming. Yeah, I think so. I found out I was going bold. This is 100% true. When I went to the barbers and two times in a row, it was a quid cheaper. And <laughs> I asked the guy, I was like, am I going bald? He was like, yeah, of course you are, mate. So we just shaved it there and then and did it. But yeah, I think a couple of my mates who are ginger, I'm like, yeah, you're holding on for yeah. life here. What are you doing, guys? Get rid of the comb over. Do you know what I mean? The comb yeah. over's got to go. Especially up here, up here, there's a couple of Scottish football. Well, the ones Northern Irish, ones Welsh. My lookalikes, I always get John Hearts in. I always get Liam Boyce, who plays for Hearts, Northern Irish guy, mm. like spit an image. And I think, Perry, you could join us. We could be the evolution of bald gingers all yeah. the way up. Then and now, it's fantastic. I always get fat Jimmy Somerville. That's what I get. <laughs> You're just a fat You're Jimmy Somerville. Yeah. They, they can be cruel on the terrace. Yeah, was wrong. that in the office? <laughs> yeah, it was when I just walked to come out the lift. <laughs> now, um, so people can go along. Uh, you've, you've got a website set up, Ray, if, if people feel yep. they fit the criteria. So tell us where they go. Yeah, just go to doppelginger.net. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I'm trying to catch all the gingers. And, yeah, the idea is I'm going to do some kind of big PR stunts with the bold gingers because... Being ginger's not the best at times. Being bald's not the best at times. I think we should embrace it all. And yeah. I'm doing a big, big show about it. Someone the other day told me I look like Henry VIII. Oh, that okay. was a new lookalike. Which is his life. One you want. That'd be some yeah. life. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that. Henry VIII. So, and you are touring, aren't you, from uh, from next year? Is the tour called Doppel Ginger? Yeah, tour's oh. called Doppel Ginger. So I, I think um, I tried to make it like cheaper tickets for bald gingers, but they told me you can't that was discriminate. against like, uh, yeah. yeah, you can't discriminate. So, what? so, so you can't I'm discriminate some... positively from the most discriminated set oh, of people ever. We seem to be starting a pressure group this afternoon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Perry's getting This is yeah. turning into a rally and I love it. Well, do you know has... what? It actually comes, you know, when you, you're watching mm. football, they say, mm. oh, he's getting up gingerly. Oh, right. okay. you don't like oh, that? No, it's like weakness, isn't it? I'm like, no, no, hesitantly. Wow. I also dance. Dance doesn't do it anymore, gingerly. We, wow, we march We march on London exactly. with lit torches. Tonight we march. Uh, go and check out Ray's dates, um, raybradshaw.com. Before we let you go, uh, Thistle, um, <laughs> gubbed at the weekend, I see. Yeah. By, I mean, Dun- are Dundee United top of the, they're top of the championship? Are they... Are they the best by far or are they catchable, would you say? Yeah, no, they'll win the league. We went through, like, you remember I was on the show after our penalty shootout disaster up in Dingwall. But it says a lot. It sums up quite a bit. I always tell you, Paul, when I come on here about we're a mishmash of a side. When our former centre-half scores a hat-trick against you at the weekend, oh. you know it's maybe not your season. Oh. Like, he was getting booed solidly, celebrating a penalty and all that. So, yeah, Thistle, playoffs at best, I think, hopefully this year. Right, oh. I've just got to ask you about the mascot, Kingsley. Yeah. Is, is Kingsley still yeah. about? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's, um, what I love about it, people always say Party Thistle, a middle-class club, and always uh, argue against it. And then I found out Kingsley, the guy that plays him, is an accountant Monday to Friday. Really? And I was like, yeah, maybe we are quite middle-class. I don't know. He's a kind of hellish creation oh. by David Shrigley, the artist. He's a kind of... But, I mean, I wonder, often mascots of football clubs do the rounds of... <laughs> Uh, you know, schools or or, or sort of <laughs> old, or care homes. Yeah. Imagine that you're yeah. sitting there doing bingo one afternoon, and Kingsley walks in. I mean, it, it's a bit scary, isn't it? Really, 
there, there was a Twitter account that was just Kingsley going into schools or walking dogs, and it was just amazing, like just <laughs> petrified people all around them. But yeah, Kingsley, and this is the thing what's so good about Kingsley is people know Thistle for him, so it kind of works for us. Yeah. Do you know what? He is the perfect mm. um, mascot for Halloween. Yeah, well, yeah, it would be, yeah. Absolutely perfect, isn't it? We want to know what happened to Jaggy McBee and before him P.T., um, PT the yeah. bird, yeah. Yes. What happens but to these? Can, old, what happens? Are they kind of do they go to a kind of their own care home? I wonder <laughs> if this is a facility where old mascots go to sort of relax and and chill out and play bingo and have a I mean, pianist coming in the afternoons. There was the best mascot in Scotland was a guy called Paisley Panda who was at St Mirren who eventually got cancelled for numerous uh, like threatening to shoot people and things like that. So <laughs> maybe he they'll go with him somewhere. I don't know, but yeah. yeah. They, they must go somewhere, surely. Well, we'll try and find They're out creepy. this afternoon from the listeners. Where do the old mascots go? Retirement you can let us know. Do let us know. Um, Talksport.com, text 1889 to eat TSH and J. All the best, Ray. Thanks very much. Cheers, Ray. Cheers, guys. See you later. Bye. Doppel Ginger is Ray's tour. Ray Bradshaw. Dot com, all the dates are there and uh, all the details of how y- you can uh, log your picture onto his website and find out whether you are the definitive Ray Bradshaw doppelginger. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Paul Hawksby, Perry Groves here on Talk Sport. Well, the Football Clichés uh, podcast has returned. Uh, Gary Lineker's company, Goalhanger, are, are, uh, are the home of it these days. And we're joined by two of the members uh, of the regular cast. One is the godfather, I think it's fair to say, of Football Clichés, has had travel issues, Adam Hurry today. So I think he's listening on the train, getting frustrated. But we, uh, it's a shame he couldn't make it. But we're very pleased to say that um, Charlie Eccleshare and Dave Walker from the uh, Football Clichés podcast are here. Good afternoon, guys. Hello. Good afternoon, boys. For those that don't know, Charlie, um, tell us a little bit about the podcast. I'm sure most people know. It's been around for a long time. It's very popular. But for those that haven't listened, can you sum it up briefly? Yeah, it's basically talking about the language of football, mm. the words, the phrases that people use. Uh, and, yeah, football has this whole weird language that without realizing we all kind of rely on a lot of phrases you kind of only hear in relation to football and then what we do is we yeah week by week sort of will pick at certain themes and go really way too deep into incredibly (laughs) trivial things like I think the way we think about is like the sort of discussions and arguments you never thought you cared about and yet suddenly will be like deep discussing some ridiculous little bit of trivia on the latest one, Dave, the one that got me was what constitutes dreamland? That phrase that um, they use, don't they, uh, commentators, they say, X, so-and-so will be in dreamland. And you think, okay, where do you actually reach definitive dreamland <laughs> as a team? I mean, it was and you, it was a deep dive, wasn't it? It's a discussion we've had quite a lot, actually. And I think we referenced it last week in relation to the Cricket World Cup. I think uh, Holland were up on South Africa yeah. quite early on in that game. And... Yeah, you know, it's really, there has to be a sweet spot, I think. You know, you can't be, you don't want to be too late. You can't go too late into a game and be still be in dreamland. But, you you know, you don't necessarily go too early either. But it's often, (laughs) really, I think it is all about a smaller team that is unexpectedly up in up in the league, one or two yeah. goals. But again, it's, is it one goal? Is it two goals? I think for a small team in the FA Cup, third round, if they're one nil up in five in five minutes, is that dreamland? Probably. <laughs> if, if it's the 80th minute, I'm not sure. Yeah, how I'm long, curious, Perry. How often were you in dreamland how in your long, career? Uh, mine was more nightmares and dreamland. <laughs> trust me for the Arsenal fan. And how long does dreamland last? Great well, question. For yeah. certain uh, players or different teams, because mm. there's not a definitive. No. Period of time of Dreamland, no. is it? And if you 
Excel Dreamland, where did you go? Yeah, there where did you go from sure. Dreamland? Is that it? <laughs> Utopia? Is yeah, it? No? yeah. You don't really hear Utopia so much, but Dreamland. No. Yeah, yeah the, the good thing about it, or the interesting, you never really refer to the ending of Dreamland. You'll never hear of her be like, I think they're out of Dreamland yeah. now. <laughs> That's the end they, of Dreamland. They've woken up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they, they've conceded two goals. We've got a couple of clips, mm. haven't we, Dave? From from uh, football cliches to kind of give people a, a flavour. So, where do you want to start? Indeed, I think I thought this one was from the episode that's that's released today. Uh, wherever you get your podcasts. And um, it felt to me quite in, in the H&J wheelhouse. If mm. I think of my days producing this show many yeah. years ago, it's the sort of thing that I could see Andy pulling out of his, his book yeah. at three o'clock when there's nothing else to talk about. So we, <laughs> we, had, a, we had a list. Don't let people in. <laughs> Don't tell them how this it works. highly researched. Nothing else show. to Did talk mind? about. This is a finely structured show. <laughs> they have, anyway, they have it's changed stuff. a lot since your yeah, day. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, we had a listener... Uh, uh, email something into us about uh, the ploughing competition mm. that uh, went a little bit wrong. Okay. A rare thing, a rare joy for us now from Matt Ryan Woods, who offers up some genuine Farmers League news. But this is from Newbury Today website, Dave. Newbury and District Agricultural Society ploughing match postponed due to bad weather. <laughs> Surely they can handle that. <laughs> Two ploughs going up against each other. What's the... I don't know if it's speed-based or if it's, you know, who does the best, better job of ploughing wins. The annual event, Charlie, which was due to take place at Rookery Farm in Courage on Saturday, showcases ploughmen... <laughs> ploughmen from across the UK competing to win top spot in each of their classes and qualify for the National Ploughing Championships. <laughs> for the Premier League of Ploughing. <laughs> Will it be rearranged? I, I assume so. But I don't, can it be too wet for ploughing? I just imagine it can. Well, yeah. I mean, I suppose... It's mud then, isn't it? If you, if, if you think about the old... Yeah, exactly. When you think about the old expression of, oh, their pitch is like a ploughed field. Mm. You need it to be pristine in order to get to the ploughed field status. Yeah. If it's already if it's already been chewed up, there's nothing to plough. And of course, you know, if the approach roads... Yeah, that's, you know, safety well, is paramount. That, yeah, it's the, it's the safety. Yeah. It's the safety of staff, which has to be the priority. If anyone did make the journey to Rookery Farm, um, they didn't leave completely disappointed, uh, Dave. Uh, the story continues. Despite the postponement, a pumpkin patch run by Eleanor Gilbert, better known as Berkshire Farm Girl, will still be going ahead at the farm. So yeah, there was still something to cheer on, something to give them to shout about. I feel in football cliches, uh, a tribute, we should mention the old baseball ground at this point, as you're talking <laughs> about plough fields. And um, it's a bit like when they call off, they say the all-weather racing at Wolverhampton has been called off for bad weather. You can, they can, call it something, the sun-weather uh, race course at Wolverhampton is what you should be calling it. Is it a football cliche, you plough a lone furrow, furrow up front? Oh, yes, that, I suppose, yeah, so, that's yeah. A, that is that, very that, much so, and, yeah. Who called that off? Was it the actual farmers or is there a horse referee that goes in? <laughs> and the horse, horse go, a horse is, like, goes... I'm not... No, 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 no I'm not no, playing on that. We haven't got the right shoes. It takes a shoe. It'll take a shoe. Field inspection. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Um, paraded I was thinking Perry was often referred to as a player as a flame-haired winger. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, often yeah. when, he had, when he had the flame hair. Yeah, when he had the ginger but, mullet. But the flame. Billy Ray Cyrus. I, often it struck me that wingers, you know, red Yeah, you, well, the fiery redhead. Yeah. Well, they expected you to be fiery, didn't they? As yeah. Well? well, that was Billy Bremner's fault, wasn't it? Really? Yeah, just I go around punching everybody. That's very true. But <laughs> yeah. redheads do get a bit of a bad time you on the football. Wouldn't have a flame-haired centre back. You tended not, not to. Same, I can't think it? of many off the top. Alexi Laslas. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Nice. with the, the old, beard. Exactly. Yeah, the old Custer look that he went for. And if you'd be described as one though. 
Because, as you say, it goes well with the wing. It goes with winger. There's something maverick about having flame here. Yeah, exactly. That feeling of, yeah. I've got a question for you, Perry. Actually, this was something we talked about on the episode today. Mm. Because one of our uh, listeners, again, (laughs) noticed that at the end of the uh, Chelsea-Arsenal game at the weekend, as he's he's walking off the pitch at the end, he saw Mudrick sneeze. Right. And he thought, have you ever seen a footballer sneeze on a pitch? So Mudrick had been subbed off at this point, so he was more relaxed. But actually on a pitch... I don't think we, and we all came to the mm. conclusion that we've never seen a footballer sneeze on a pitch. Did That's you ever a... sneeze on the pitch? Do you know Perry? why? Because they normally clear their nasal passage Constantly, in different yeah. ways, don't they? Yeah, yeah, the yeah old so that's right. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Or bits. in the old days, when they used to have that little um, plastic because they thought that it helps yeah. you breathe a lot easier. And you think, well, no, it's not actually widening your nostrils. <laughs> yeah. it's nothing. I mean, if you did sneeze, would you expect Julian Dix to have said, so bless, bless, you. bless you? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. That's, that's a good point, though. And you mean to say, pardon me, excuse me, excuse me, pardon I. Can't remember. There was that phase, wasn't there, where the Arsenal had the Vic stuff rubbed on I remember yeah. Patrick Vieira. Patrick Vieira. Yeah. yeah. I think he might have been sponsored. Right. Oh, okay. yeah. What, by Vicks? Yeah. How, much Vicks on the have, how much money could they have thrown at him? <laughs> it was got to be worth my while. He was waiting to get himself in dreamland. Yeah. That's what it was. <laughs> I think he was. He Guys, was often in dreamland. He was. Yeah. Guys, we're out of time. I'm apologies, but lovely lovely to see you both. And um, so the new episode, how many episodes are you doing a week? We do two a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays. All the usual places. Okay. Guys, you know what? You came in the shadow, you gave it 110%. They, they couldn't, yeah. <laughs> that they, they really nothing, winds me left, up. That's the biggest they wind it, up. I left it all out. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's the one that gets you, isn't it? You can't give it 110%. <laughs> yeah. You can't but, give it 100%. <laughs> Uh, they're, they're great fun, so go and check them out wherever you get your podcast football cliches. Charlie Dave, thank you very much. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rustoleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hawksby and uh, Perry Groves here on TalkSport. We've been joined in the studio now by a, a fine midfielder in his day, turned out for Brighton and Hove, Albion, Port Vale and Luton, to name but a few, then went on to manage Manchester City and Huddersfield and Brighton and Port Vale, Hull, etc. He's Brian Horton. Good to see you, Brian. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, thanks for inviting me down. Yeah. Now, um, Mick Harford was in uh, earlier on. 
uh, with Jim and Simon. And it, you've recently been diagnosed with prostate cancer, and it was a chat with Mick that that made you decide to go public, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Um, Steve Parkin, who's number two at Wrexham now, Steve occasionally stays with me on a Monday night and then goes back to Wrexham on a Tuesday morning and have a couple of beers on a, on a Monday night and as ex-footballers Steve do. Steve Brief. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, he said to me, have you had the LMA um, medical check? Yeah. I knew about it, but I never thought about it because I felt so good and still do. Yeah. So I got in touch with the LMA, um, Richard Bevan, Lindsay Gordon, and they arranged for me to go to the private hospital in Wilmslow, which is only about four or five miles away. And then you see uh, Dr. Sally Harris, who's the expert to her hospital, to her baby. Mm-hmm. And so I went for the medical. Mm-hmm. So thanks to Steve for making me go. And then they, they found that I got, went, they, Sally sent me to uh, Stockport Hospital. And uh, So you had a high, you had the PSA blood no, test, no? I'd, I'd had nothing. Right. Because I didn't feel any problems, so I'd had no checks or right. nothing, okay. no, no tests, nothing yeah. like that. So it was only the fact that she did, procedure and said uh, have you got cancer in the family which I had from my grandma my mom mm. my brother's great as we speak so she sent me straight away and great she got me in quickly they had a full MRI scan and they came they said we found it but it's very small yeah. luckily you've come in so thanks to, wow. to that. so then like you say Mick Harford I, I wasn't sure my, my daughter's um, I told my son Matthew Twins, mm-hmm. but Lucy was expecting a baby, so I didn't want to put any pressure on her before she had the baby by by telling her. And so I, I just didn't say anything, didn't know what to do. And people are saying, "Are oh, you going to put it out? Are you not going to put it out?" So I was thinking about it, and then I bumped into Gary Sweet and, and Mick at the Brighton Luton game, mm-hmm. first game of the season. So Mick says to me, "Because Mick has diagnosed about three years ago, yeah, now, yeah, he? and you don't, you don't, you don't argue with Mick Arthur, do you?" No, no, no. He, so he still <laughs> looks. We wouldn't argue with him now, would we? He's still got the presence. He's still yeah. got. He's still, still got, got the, the look. He's the yeah, eyes. He's he's I've got a look as well, but he's got a better look yeah, yeah. or a harder look. Yeah. And and he said to me, "Are you going to put it out?" And I said, "I don't. I don't really know, Mick. I'm not sure at the moment whether I want to keep it private or what I want to do." And I went home, spoke to my wife about it, spoke to. Matthew, Lucy had the baby, then spoke to her about it, and she broke down when I told her because yeah. her emotions are high. Yeah, and uh, just what Mick had said to me about pulling it out and you know making it aware, basically. And yeah, because the power of you going public with it, and people that followed your career as a player and a manager, thinking, well, okay, Brian's got it. Maybe I should get, maybe I should get a test. I think it does. It does help people to go out there and get tested. And that's, I think, the message you want to put across, isn't it? Totally, the message and. A couple of my pals, my best pals, who are massive Man City fans, they they always said we're going to get checked straight away. Yeah, which they did. So straight away too. So Mick said to me, Brian, exactly what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, Man City were great Saturday. All my old clubs, you know, can you go through all of them? But Man City on Saturday put in a program. I did a lounge with Gary Owen. He told everybody because not everybody knew. Still, yeah, but came out in the paper to come out with you guys now. And I've just I just feel better for making that decision to make people aware to go and get the test. You yeah. know? Do you know what it is? There's a misconception. You think that um, you might, maybe there's something wrong with your stools, isn't there? Or you have blood on your, on your toilet yeah. when you go so to the toilet. So you're looking for those your symptoms. Yeah, so blokes, by their nature, just put it to the back of their mind, don't they? They think, well, I feel, like yeah. you said there, Brian, I feel all right, I'm fine. So the actual test, again, there's a misconception. It's about the, the procedures that yeah, you go it's, through. Yeah, it is a non-invasive test. Exactly. Um, Colin McFarlane, the actor who's been in to see us a number of times recently, was was diagnosed recently as well. 
he does point out that it's completely non-evasive. The rubber glove doesn't go on. You know, it, it, it's, it's a blood test. You initially have a blood test. If they need to look any further, then, then they will. But initially, you have a PSA blood test. I've had it. I had it. I've had a couple. I had one off the back of Colin coming in. And the interesting thing is, Brian, Colin's been in about three times, and the, the good people at uh, Prostate Cancer UK were telling us that a guy heard Colin on Talk Sport and said, well, maybe I should go and get a test. And he's subsequently been diagnosed and he's having treatment, but they've caught it really early. And that's the key, isn't it? Before you know it's any symptoms, if you're of a certain age or if you said there's maybe cancer in the family, get get checked. Get it's, checked. It's, it's an easy, simple little blood test that, that can set you on that right path to finding out what your, what your situation is. It is now and you've got the 30-second online risk checker. Yeah, you yeah. You could do, you know, the prostate cancer, UK... The organisation checker. I mean, it's that simple to go and get done, isn't it? Yep. But everybody thinks, well, I'm going to go in for what's going to happen. What do, what do I have to do? And, and, and it's, it's the yeah, it's the fear of it, isn't That's, it? And yeah. it's, a, and it's well, the fear of that word. Their research yes. has said that. Apparently, the, the research is. I've the surveyed men and men said, "Well, I, I don't really want to go in there and, and sort of, you know." have what I expect to happen. I just and they said, Well it's not like that. There's a misconception about it being quite it's a non evasive check the first I think one, what Bryce is there about the word cancer. Yeah that is a and fear that's the other thing. Yeah. Um people are frightened to go and have it done just in case that it yeah. might be positive. But you're sitting here, you look really healthy and you're saying once you get it early and then they explain because it would have been a bit of fear from you as well, wasn't it, when it said yes it's a positive test. Oh, absolutely. But, but yeah. then when they explain it to you about well, this is the procedure. This is how we're going to combat it. And then it puts your mind at, at rest, I, I, I take it. Well, yeah. uh, I've been lucky to have great advice. So Dr John Bell, who's his Christie's, his dad, Colin Bell's best player the city have ever had. Yeah. Mm. I hadn't told a soul. And then I got a Man United-Man City game at Wembley, the cup final. And the first guy I see is John Bell. And I said to my wife, I'm going to go and just ask him about it because I haven't got a clue. Where, what, what, what's going to happen? Where do I go in? So I just had went and had ten minutes with him, and and basically what he said was that if you come to Christie's, it will be radiotherapy. If you go to, uh, if you have the operation, you go to Steppenhill Stockport, and that's how it is. Yeah. But he said I can't, I can't tell you what to do. I can only advise, and the choice is yours. Then I'd already made my mind up then that I want to go down the radiotherapy route to be fair yeah you know and so but again like like you're saying there it's that word isn't it you know telling your mates telling your family you know and you know my brother's really poorly with it at the moment and but it's it's worse than than the prostate cancer and uh it, it really is but i would just advise everybody another player i played with Luton, i won't mention his name it's not fair but when when it all came out I told the Luton boys a few a bit ago because we have a reunion with david pleat every now and again mm. um so, and I, t- I told them, I said to the gaffer, what do you think I should tell them? He said, yeah, tell them your best mates. Yeah, of tell course. Them, you know, so do you want to hear it from someone else? So we told them and, and so on it went. So, you know, John Bell's helped me in that way that I am going to Christie's to have the radiotherapy. Yeah. And I don't feel fearful of it. It's everybody's gone, you know, uh, you know, uh, I've had the tests, I've had it done, and now I'm fitting, fighting well. And Yeah, there's you know plenty what? of success stories you've heard about since you've been yeah. diagnosed. So you've heard, that, you know, if you catch it early, as everybody you always says, you early. get the treatment. The more yeah. you talk about anything, yeah. the better you feel because you'll talk to other people and other people say to you, yeah, I got diagnosed, I was positive, I had cancer, I had this treatment. And I overcame it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It makes you feel yeah. better. Yeah. As soon as you've shared it with somebody, it makes you feel better. Of course, yeah. and the prostrate, last, last week, the, the, the guys, they, 
they arranged everything for the Tuesday where I went through all my old clubs to the radio, Radio State, Radio Hall, Oxford, Dara, Man City, Man City, as I said, putting the programme on Saturday into Gary Owen. And so I did it all last Tuesday uh, with you guys today. Mm. And it's made me feel good, if, if that's the right word. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not just about myself, about making people aware. So one Luton player said to me, um, you know, footballers, we bury our head in the sands, which yeah. we do. We're always all right. Everything's always okay. Every, yeah, yeah, we're footballers. Yeah. Everything's great. We get looked after yeah. all our lives. We're different. And, and we are. We're lucky, aren't we? Yeah. We're the careers we've had. Yeah. And he said, I'm going to go and get it done now. And I said to him, I'm not asking you to get it done. I was your ex-captain. I'm telling you to go and get it done. <laughs> Hierarchy, exactly. <laughs> and he went, I skip, I'll go yeah. and get it done. Did you give him your eyes? Yes, it yeah. was. <laughs> ProstateCancerUK.org is the website. Brian mentioned the wrist checker. If you put wrist, Prostate Cancer UK wrist checker, takes 30 seconds, completely interactive, give you an idea of whether there's there's more likelihood than not that you do need the test. Not that you've got it, but that you need the test. My experience was I just, I know it's hard to get through to your GP on the phone these days. I just dropped an email to my GP and said, I want to have this test. They said, fine. They got me and I had the blood test. It was okay. Everything was fine at this stage. I plan to have one every year off the back of Colin coming in and his diagnosis and the diagnosis of his brother and people like you and Mick. Um, so it, it's very simple, as you know, Brian. So we just encourage people to to get checked out. It's not going to take them a lot of time no, or a lot of effort, no. but it could save their lives. It could save their lives easily, couldn't it? I mean, it's just, you know, because the longer it goes on, it can spread to the other parts of your body. Of course. I, I have had, um, they've double-checked, I've got sort of one on my ribs, and so I had to go back in, said it could be an old football injury. I yeah, can't yeah. remember right. getting injured there. He said, but... If it is cancerous, then having radiotherapy, it's in your upper body, so that'll clear that as well. Yeah. So that's like a double whammy sure. if it is. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Just very quickly before we chat to Chris McCausen, Paul in Hertfordshire, in light of our chat with Brian Horton, he says, I was diagnosed with prostate cancer last February. I had no symptoms, but I have a family history as my brother had it. I had an MRI and a biopsy. Then a, a prostatectomy, he says, to remove it. I was told... Active monitoring was not suitable for me. I was only 56 and it would kill me. I'm now cancer-free and being monitored. No one should be afraid of getting checked. Well said, Paul, as Brian said and Mick said uh, earlier on today. Uh, do go and de- ch- get checked. It's really straightforward, non-evasive and and could save your life. That's the bottom line. It's worth it. Yeah, well, and you're well, going to go and get a test. Yeah, what you yourself, just said there, but there's again... I think uh, people make excuses, and myself yeah. included, that when you phone up your doctor, it yeah. says you are number eight in the call, or you're, you know, your number yeah. eight caller. Yeah. Just email. Yeah. There's not an excuse. Just email and say, yeah. and straight away you'll get an answer and say, yep, you can come and have the test. Because I think there again, there's a fear, what Brian said there, of yeah. sometimes there's a fear of what you might find. But if you exactly. don't, if you find it quickly, then you're going to live, basically. And if that doesn't set up our next guest for five minutes of free-flowing comedy chat, I don't know what will, uh, because <laughs> making a welcome return, making a welcome return to the show, because he's back on tour next year, is Liverpool-supporting comedian Chris McCausland. Hey, Chris. OK, we'll get... Uh, on this, look, it is an important topic, um, and this has come in from one of the listeners, let's look at his name, Ray. He said, I heard Colin McFarlane on your show a few months back... Uh, 
encouraging people to get a PSA test. I've since been checked. All is good with me. But as a black man of 55 years old, I've got in touch with the Royal Marsden Hospital, carrying out research in prostate cancer in black men, and have enrolled on the research profile study because Colin was making the point that the fatality rate was that much higher and, and so many more... Um, black men were getting prostate cancer, um, often not being treated for it. Um, and uh, he said, I now have my first appointment with them on the 6th of November. Without you guys promoting the importance of getting tested, I wouldn't have known about the research. I just want to say a big thanks to all on the station. Everyone else is working hard to get the word out to us men about the importance of getting tested. Ray, we wish you all the best. Good luck, Ray. And uh, I'm sure Colin will be in before too long because uh, it's it's a message that takes repeating, certainly. Oh, I think we got Chris. Hey, Chris. How we doing? Oh, Hello, Chris. Yeah, good to talk to you again. Can you, can you can you believe I've got a degree in software engineering and I didn't have Zoom unmuted? I didn't even... <laughs> <laughs> it's that mouse. You've got to slide that mouse better, Chris. Yeah, that's it. Oh, I've never used it on my phone before. And um, yeah, anyway, so here we go. Um, yeah. Listen, I mean, what what a what a what a what a conversation to um, build to a comedy interview. But yeah. coincidentally. I am going on tour, and uh, I've got 15 minutes in my tour on exactly what you're talking about at the moment. Really? Is, um, Why is that? Going for the um, the, the men's invasive invasive um, procedure. Right. The second the, <laughs> the second the second phase. Eh? The message you're trying to get across today initially uh, that isn't the case. Obviously, if further if it, more exploratory stuff. Um, but then I think at that stage, it's not the rubber glove at that and st- the gel. At that stage, you 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 want to know, and but you know, initially yeah. it, it seems a lot of men are put off by the idea of that being you know going to your doctors and that being stage one. It really isn't. That's the it message is. we've been trying to get across to people. It is as well, and also I think embarrassment as well. Yeah. You know, we you get embarrassed, don't you? And the thing that we do as well is, as men is we we're embarrassed. We put things off. While we put things off, we also self-diagnose in our heads, and we all we think it's the worst thing we condemn ourselves. You know, so it's um it's not only a case of you know finding things early, is it? It's also a case of um, getting that all clear and actually freeing freeing your head up a little bit um, from from what you are thinking is the worst case in your, in your head. If you do think there might be something up, you know, in terms of, you know, anything that you're, you're feeling or whatever. So we're, we're a complex, a complex gender, aren't we? Yeah, absolutely. Your show is called Yonks. And this is something that we've touched on when Charlie's been in before, because he's known you for a long time, that, yeah. that people kind of see you as a bit of an overnight success. Suddenly you've been doing lots more TV and seeing you have I Got News For You and Live At The Apollo and you're, Wonders of the World, I Can't See series on Channel 4. I think, oh, he's come from nowhere. What a lucky blighter. But people like you and Mickey Flanagan and lots and lots of other people have been working for years on the circuit, paying your dues. It's just all the stars aligned, I guess, for you. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I've been doing stand-up for over 20 years, Mm. you know, so um, certainly uh, my stripes on the the circuit. But, you know, like with Mickey, I think when you get opportunity, it's it's the collision of, opportunity and experience that allows you to do well you know mm. um so you, you do get a lot of strings to your bow playing and what can best be described as some of the most horrific rooms across the country <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Chris, i was gonna ask you i i do after dinner sometimes and yeah. how would you get over if you like you're building up and you think right this is going to be my joke start off which is going to set the um the laughter going and that's going to set me up and that falls on your strong ears. So your first or, story for, you tell yeah, yeah if and it doesn't it goes down like a lead balloon how do you yeah. work your way back from that? Is it Bob Mills told me once that there's no such thing as a bad act, there's a bad audience. 
I, I mean, I'd like to, I'd like to agree with you. Yeah, I'd like to agree with Bob there, but I tell you what, you don't all feel that sweat on the back of your neck, don't you? <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> you have a very conscious uh, thought process of, oh, this, um, this could be one of those nights, you know, and your, your stomach goes, you get the sweat on the back of your neck, you have to take a breath and um, and not speed up. I think that's the um, once you speed up. Um, then you show to the audience that you've lost the room, really. <laughs> Do you know why you speed um, up? But... Do you know why you speed up? Is because that second or two seconds yeah. can seem like a minute, can't it? Yeah. In your head. <laughs> oh, God, everything slows down. Everything slows down. And, um, like the Matrix, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, I get, Perry, I can guess what, you, what you're talking about when you do these after-dinner things, though. I bet you're starting in a certain May 1989, aren't you? Oh. And, um... <laughs> See, Chris wouldn't laugh at that as a yeah, Liverpool fan. Is... He'd find nothing funny about that. But I, I try and lead up to that, because if I start that and then it doesn't get a laugh, then I'm, d- I'm done completely. Yeah. <laughs> I'm folded. I've I just... always, you know... I've always thought if I could make me way one day through the Arsenal team in 1989 and tell them exactly what I think of them, that would be, okay. be lovely. And now, now I've got you here, I don't know what to say. I think, <laughs> I think we know. It's coming through the yeah. airwaves. He was pleased for you. I think that night he was he was pleased for football you. Football was the winner. Yeah, Chris. football, it wasn't for oh, me. Yeah. You, you made this 11-year-old cry for several hours. So. <laughs> <laughs> now, we did enjoy your TV series, Wonders of the World I Can't See. I think it's still on the old uh, uh, Channel 4 player. Harry Hill, um, Tom Allen, Gus Khan and uh, Lisa Tarbuck went on a bit of a road trip with you. Uh, uh, something we haven't pointed out uh, is quite key to this series is, uh, Chris, you were blind. And so you went on yep. a little trip, a world tour, with them, with those uh, comedy pals being your eyes. Yeah, yeah. So um, basically, the the idea is what's the point of me going to these places that everyone goes to look at, you know, whether it's yeah. Niag- Niagara Falls or... Or the um, whatever that thing is in Jordan that Guz was meant to be describing to me that I still haven't figured out, yeah. um, and then to see if there's more going on there than just going to look at these things, really. So Harry taking me around the it's turned into Norman Collier, yeah, yeah. and we did some Greek oh, theatrical who clearly didn't want either of us there. No, that's right. We yeah, lost there, we lost you for a moment, Chris. You you went slowly and went very quickly in the way that Zoom does, oh, but we've got you back. Yeah, but so, yeah, that's what so. I loved. In all those shows, there were points where, you know, they were talking about somewhere where they were and you were you were sort of saying, you know, throw me a bone here for good sake. You know, just explain it to me. I can't see it. And I think they get sometimes they get lost in the moment themselves and and couldn't really describe what they were seeing to give you a fighting chance. Yeah, I mean, Harry's attempts to describe the Acropolis. I mean, he couldn't make it sound like any more than an old gazebo. Yeah, really. I, uh... <laughs> yeah. it was good stuff. Well, um, we're and out of time, tough, Chris, yeah. sadly. And, um, but you're doing 140 dates. That is a mammoth, a mammoth tour. It, it is. The tickets are on sale. It, yeah. um, it starts in um, January. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we, I'm, I'm going to be all over the country. Um, so tickets are on sale uh, now. I I apologise for the audio on this call. I was meant to be in with you, but there's been yeah. an incident on the train. Yeah, so you're not the only guest to not make it in today. Person. Yeah, there's been an incident. We understand yeah. that. We understand. No problem. So, um, But chrismacorsland.com, uh, that's where the tickets are. And um, hopefully I'll get to see you guys in person next time. Yeah, absolutely. Do pop in and see myself or Andy or Charlie or Perry when, when you're next around. I'm a bit nearer at the start of the tour and, uh, and we'll chat again. So cheers, Chris. All cheers, the best. Cheers, Chris. Lovely.
Cheers, guys. Bye bye. There we are, ChrisMcCausland.com. Uh, if you've seen him on the Apollo or uh, eight out of ten cats, he's really he's really great, really funny stuff. So uh, yeah, go and check it out. So I, I just flashback there. Yeah, did, um, I forgot. I should have asked him if they did one in Milan. All I can remember is watching him just eat. They, they did just, Rome. Rome. They did one in they Rome. Just, with just, him and Tom Allen did yeah, one in and all Rome. They did. Yeah, yeah. They just. Um, Making pasta, wasn't there? That yeah, was one of and the then things. he just started uh, getting an ice cream. You think, right, for Italy, you've just got to get an ice cream. Yeah. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> Tom <laughs> Allen couldn't explain anything to yeah. me. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Well, there we are. That was this afternoon show. Andy's back with me tomorrow. But Perry, you're here Thursday. I'll see you Thursday. Yep. Um, hopefully, uh, the Gooners will have a cheeky little Champions League win just yeah, to take yeah. the noise away. That's right. Yeah, but we won't talk about that because it would have been two days old. So we probably won't oh, talk about. Oh, I will about... be. <laughs> I've talk about Spurs enough today, being like unbeatable, <laughs> and we'll have. Um, and we'll have a birthday spread, Perry's first try at the birthday spread. So I do hope you can join us from uh, one tomorrow for me and Andy, uh, one on Thursday for me and Perry. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 